This is Cody Cast, the Cody Allen CMT Podcast. You might be a redneck if you love yourself some Jeff Foxworthy. He is my podcast guest here on the Cody Cast. We all know him as not only an incredible comedian, so funny, but also an actor, game show host. Are you smarter than a fifth grader? And now a new game he has out. It's a little bit like Cards Against Humanity, but more family-oriented called Relative Insanity. So, Jeff, how you doing? I'm well, Cody. How you doing? I'm doing good. Where are you and what are you wearing right now? <laughs> I am in Atlanta. <laughs> I am actually, and I would tell you because I wore the same thing for about the first six months of this, but <laughs> I have on a Georgia Bulldogs football shirt and a pair of blue jeans. All right. <laughs> I should have said, like, uh, I've got a hoop skirt and roller skates, but uh, yesterday. The only thing I'll hold against you is the Bulldog shirt. I'm a South Carolina Gamecock, and you, the Georgia Bulldogs beat us every single year. I know, but last year you came in and beat us in that. That's right. That's, oh, that's right. There's the one year in like one year in like 20 yeah. year span that we actually get lucky, but uh, we'll see how it goes this year. Um, it is great to talk to you. Who knew, by the way, in the middle of this pandemic weirdness, that we would actually be playing a home version of Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader? I had no idea. Like, most parents are doing that right now. Um, we're, we're doing a home version of everything right now. So, uh, <laughs> Have you held up pretty well, you and your family? Or uh, I, I want to talk about the projects you've been working on. You've been busy, it looks like. I, I have been busy. You know, it, it, it was really weird in that, Going into this year, I, I think in the last 35 years, the longest I went without being on stage was maybe 10 or 11 days. I've certainly never been in the same city. I mean, not been on an airplane for two weeks. And, you know, for the first nine weeks, it was just me and my family at our farm. And I was like, oh, this is what it feels like to eat with your family on Saturday night. I didn't know this was, you know, an option. But, you know, out of everything this year, the thing that I've, that I've missed the most is, is being on stage yeah. and just, you know, most people get into stand up because it's such a great springboard for TV and movies. And once they do TV and movies, they don't do stand up. And, and, and I've been lucky to do TV and movies and write books and all, but, but I've learned this year, you know, if you put a gun to my head and said, pick one thing yeah. that it, that it would be stand up. That's, that's what, and so, not having that outlet, you know, I was fortunate a couple of years ago, we were, Thanksgiving's always been a big deal to my family. And so we have like 30 people at our farm, just mm -hmm. we blow it out. And so Thanksgiving night, a couple of years ago, the kids, and I say kids, they're 20s, but they were sitting at the kitchen table and they're playing Cards Against Humanity. Yeah. And, you know, so, and this game's really funny, but it, it makes... Ron White blush. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's, and so it's edgy. It's a little bit dirty. Yeah. Your, your, your aunts and uncles are here. Your grandparents are here. You can't play this in the kitchen. And so they went downstairs and I thought, all right, there's gotta be a way to have a game that makes everybody laugh, but you don't have to, but everybody could play it if they wanted to, you don't have to, you know, send them out of the room. And I thought, all right, what, you know, the comic in me, what's everybody have in common? And I landed on everybody's family is crazy. <laughs> and, and so that with that premise, I got a hundred, I wrote a hundred setups about family, just relatives, you know, and it could be 
the setup might be right before we walked down the aisle, Daddy leaned over to me and whispered blank. And then I, I got note cards and I wrote 500 punchlines, just things that sounded funny. <laughs> and I had two nights later, had everybody sit at the dining room table, 15 people, and what they played this game with the idea one person read the setup, everybody else throws down a punchline trying to get the biggest laugh. Right. And you learn to play it in 10 seconds. And well, the game exploded. It, it was the number one game on Amazon. Uh, it, it, you learn, you know, it's so easy to play, but it's no strategy. You're just trying to laugh. And so this year, once being on stage got taken away, I thought, you know what? My kids every day are sending me these memes, you know, these pictures with this funny stuff on them. Can we play relative insanity with pictures? And so I got a hundred photos, sat down and wrote 900 punchlines. And it's, the same thing. One person holds up the photo. You look at your seven punchlines and throw down the one you think is going to get the biggest laugh. <laughs> and and the other night, I got somebody sent me an email to the website, and they said we finally got brave and had four friends over, and we played your game, and that's the most I've laughed in 2020. <laughs> and I went in there and showed it to my wife, and I'm like, how cool is this? You know, because yeah. Lord knows, Cody, this year, yeah. We need laughter. Laughter's the thing that keeps you from going crazy. Laughter and live music are the two release valves that keep the boiler from exploding, and none of us have either one of those. Yeah. And so, you know, it's you can't go to a comedy club, but you can get a game and sit in your house and play it with your friends and, and laugh. So, yeah. When it comes to the photo cards, did you pull from your personal family albums, or where did the pics come from? Most of them, yeah. Th th there were a few that that we had to get permission for, but like uh, one day I, I I'm pulling in at my farm and I pull up to the barn mm -hmm. and one of my best friends has standing in front of the barn wearing nothing but a pair of Daisy Dukes <laughs> and a mullet wig. His stomach is so white. It, you can only look at it through a special box made in science class. <laughs> he's got his gut poked out <laughs> and he's got his leg up on the front tire of my tractor. Well, I pull around and I just burst out laughing so I rolled down the window, pulled my phone out, and I take his picture. Well, I put that in the game, you know. So, yeah, a lot of them are just coming out of my everyday life. Yeah. Uh, as a comedian in writing the game or comedy in general, uh, you, you do write a lot, of, obviously, about family and about people in your life. Has that ever come back to bite you at all? Oh, God, yeah. You know, it's – well, at first people were insulted that I talked about them, and then they were insulted that I didn't talk about them. <laughs> My, my in-laws, years ago, my father-in-law goes, yeah, I keep every time I turn on the TV, you're talking about me. And I said, listen, you're, you're too easy. I'm going to talk about you. But as payment for talking about you guys, I'm going to take you on a fabulous vacation. <laughs> and then it became, it became like an annual loop I could never get out of because when I took them on vacation – I ended up with 20 more minutes of material about them. So I'm like, crap, I'm going to have to take them again next year. You know, here I am talking about them again. So, An endless vacation. You've also got a show on uh, A&E, What It's Worth. And I heard you had to tweak this one a little bit due to the virus. Well, yeah, it, it's, a, you know, it's kind of like an antiques road show, but you're going into people's houses. We were going to do it live where people yeah. brought the stuff in. And COVID hit, and then we were like, well, can you do it virtually? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if it would work or not. But 
you know, I used to, when my kids were little, I would volunteer to be one of the parents opening car doors at the front of the school mm. for no other reason than it made me feel better about how dirty our car was. Because <laughs> you look at other people's car and you're like, hell, ours looks brand new next to this, you know. So, and it was kind of the same thing when people let you into their homes and they would just walk you down the hall. You know, and they and you would think, well, if you know you're going to be on TV, maybe you would clean up the house. Yeah. Uh, not necessarily. And so I'm like, well, hell, I thought our bedroom was messy, but look at this place. Uh, <laughs> and the stupid thing, everybody hid stuff in the sock drawer. And I'm thinking, if I'm teaching a class to burgl burglars, don't we cover that day one as soon as you get in the house with the sock drawer? It's so true. <laughs> Mine is in the underwear drawer, but we won't get into that. Uh, I don't know. Know. What makes underwear such a good protector of valuable things? I don't know. <laughs> I saw you post a picture, um, a throwback with uh, Seinfeld, who you mentioned a moment ago, and, and Jay Leno. Did you come up sort of in the comedy ranks with those two? And maybe some best memories of kind of th those two. Yeah, you know, you know, well, those two fall into that category of guys that, have had success doing other things, but at their heart, they're stand-ups. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, they're still, as soon as the Tonight Show, as soon as they finish, I remember asking him, like on Tuesday, I said, "What well, dude, what are you going to do? You've done the Tonight Show for so long, what are you going to do? And I got a show in uh, Fort Worth on Friday night, and then I'm in Miami on Saturday, and, you know. Uh, and Jerry's the same way. I mean, Jerry made a gazillion dollars on the TV show, but he's still doing stand-up. And so, you know, I just have such an appreciation for, for, for what those guys do. And to look back, hell, I remember being in, like, being in the improv in like 1985 and Stephen Wright was really popular then. And, yeah. and I was saying, you know, I love his style. I don't know, should I do it slow like that? Or should I be And Jerry's like, I don't know. I think you just, get on stage every night and do it. And then after 10 years, you have a style and you don't even realize it. Yeah. And then looking back, you know, like if I watch myself like on blue color or something, I'm like, Oh, why do I do that? Why do I, you know, hit that high note in things? And it's, it's, it's not a conscious thought. It's just a style that developed. So, you know, he was right. So it's kind of cool to look in the rearview mirror and go, crap, none of us knew what we were doing. I remember being a Catch a Rising Star, and Chris Rock was a kid. I mean, was a kid, and we would all get up and go watch him perform, and he didn't do particularly well, but he had nothing to talk about. He had no life experience. Mm -hmm. But you you could stand in the back of the room and go, this, this kid's going to be great one day. Yeah. And so you know, when you see him 20 years later on TV in a special – it's like, yeah, I remember him when, you know, it's like playing double-A baseball or something. Yeah. So, Is it about uh, wisdom over time mixed with just finding yourself and finding that voice you're talking about? Yeah, I think, you know, I I was very lucky. Leno was, was always been one of those guys that helped young comics. Rodney Dangerfield helped me so much in the beginning. And so at, the, at this stage in my career, I loved I mean, I'll, I'll do a thing where I'll go down to a club and just tell – local comics hey i'll be there from two to four if you have questions i'll try to help you just you know to try to pass the baton along yeah, yeah. i always say that wisdom is knowledge plus scars and so you know whether you're a musician or a comedian you 
you learn things, but you also learn from the mistakes you made. You learn, oh, don't do that again. Um, and and you need to, to stay in your lane. I, I always tell young comics, don't try to be something. Talk about where you come from, which is what I did, you know, back all those years ago with the You Might Be a Redneck thing. Yeah. I grew up in the country. I bow hunt. I fish. I, you know, I have a truck. I and and so that was the stuff I was talking about. I I was a little bit shocked that so many people, you know, received it and and, and would point at each other and go, "Hell, that's not just you. That's us too." <laughs> right. But but, you, but I think you can't. I think if you're not authentic, people see through it. Mm-hmm. I think that's why the blue collar comedy tour thing worked was people could tell we liked each other. We were friends. And when we weren't on stage, we were sitting around trying to make each other laugh. And and I think if we had tried to fake that, people would have would have seen through it. Congratulations on the on the game, on the success of the shows and all the good stuff you got going, Jeff. Really appreciate the time. Oh man, thank you. Thank you so much. Uh and, and hope you enjoyed the game because Lord knows we need a laugh this year. <laughs> That's right. And go Cox. Uh, I think that's the only time I've ever ended an interview where somebody yelled, go Cox. Well, I'm a diehard, so I grew up in Columbia. uh, Yeah, buddy, I hear you. In fact, uh, funny joke before I let you go, I didn't know Cockman anything but the home team until I was like 19 years old. We used to to laugh because there was a punchline in Little Five Points in Columbia. And we would laugh. We would say, this is the only place in the country on Sunday, you can go past the Baptist church and see a bumper sticker that says, you can't lick our cocks. <laughs> it's so true. I'm like, who puts that on their car? <laughs> right. And again, when I saw that as a kid, I just thought, man, they're fans. They love their football team. They right? love their football yeah. So anyway, uh, thanks again for, for the time. Appreciate it. Have a good All rest right. of the day, man. This has been the Cody Cast. Hear Cody Allen on hundreds of radio stations across America every week. Find a station near you at cmtcody.com. Also, you can see Cody on TV every weekend on Hot 20 Countdown at 9 a.m., 8 central. And get breaking country news 24-7 by following on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at CMT Cody.